Welcome to The Satisfaction Project, your sex-positive adults-only guide to escorts with Aussie sex worker Georgie Wolf. This is episode eight. When it comes to sex work sessions, dinner dates and overnights are the five-star option. But preparation is everything. If you don't get it right, it could be a very awkward eight hours or more spent in the company of someone new. Escort Alice Gray is a dinner date and overnight expert. And in this episode, she joins me to break down the essential ingredients of a successful longer booking. Hey, Alice. Hello. How are you? I'm super excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for making time. I know you've had a really full-on day today. You've had a photo shoot. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly a pleasure to be here. And what a nice way to wrap up my day. Well, yeah, right, just having a bit of a chat. It's going to be nice. But uh, before we start, I do have just a few little disclaimers that I have to go through for our listeners. Firstly, we don't speak for everyone. This is an opinion-only zone. Second, there's no legal advice here either. So listeners, it's your job to know your local laws and follow them. And last, remember that everyone does things their own way. So no matter what, please follow your sex worker's advice. And now that we've covered that stuff, let's talk about Alice. Can you tell us a bit about um, who you are and what kind of work you do? Hi. Uh, Yeah, so obviously my name is Alice. I am 27 and I am based in Melbourne working as a full-service sex worker, meaning that much of my job happens inside the bedroom. Much of, but not all right, because you're actually no. really well known for being really, um, really into nice dinner dates. I know this because I've seen you post <laughs> about it on your Twitter and because we have been on some very nice dinner dates, including the one we went on two weeks ago. Yes. Two weeks ago. Yes. I, at this point, I feel like um, my booking locations oscillate between in the bedroom to restaurants and then back to the bedroom again. <laughs> That's very little in between. Uh, But, yeah, we had an awesome, awesome experience a couple of weeks ago. I would love to go back there. Well, it was pretty funny. But but first, let's let's kind of break it down for people who might not be familiar with this kind of date. Like what – what is a dinner date and what's an overnight? Like these are the longer kinds of booking sex workers can do, but what, what do they mean to you? What do those terms mean to you? Yeah, so in general, dinner dates and overnight bookings, they provide clients with an experience to get to know us on a more personal level than what shorter duration bookings allow us to do. We are, we're able to chat over a meal or a cup of coffee and really get to know each other. So would you say that um, like dinner dates and overnights are about adding a whole lot of social time to your normal kind of bedroom time? Yeah, they do. That uh, combination of social and intimate time really allows the client who prefers to get to know their provider before jumping in headfirst into the intimacy, mm. uh, just some time to feel comfortable and to make sure that you know everyone's on the same page. And I think that they're just a beautiful way to get to know each other as well. I think so too. So when you do, um, say, dinner dates, how long, how many hours are we talking about? 
Traditionally, dinner dates are four hours. I also have options for six hours because if you're anything like me, you get a glass of wine in you and you can't stop talking. <laughs> That's my problem too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we might do two hours of social time followed by two hours of private time. Mm. Uh, or, you know, the opposite could be true. And I have really started to enjoy where you have the dessert first. Oh, so the playtime first and then dinner afterwards? Yeah, it's a lot easier to uh, feel sexy and be sexy when you don't have a belly full of delicious food. <laughs> and also, you know, they say that if you're nervous around someone, you should picture them naked, right? But if totally. you've just gotten it on with them, you can go out to dinner with someone and you've already seen them naked, so you don't even need to imagine. Exactly, exactly. And I, I, don't, I am someone who likes to embrace their awkwardness, right? And when you're meeting someone for the first time and you're getting your kid off within the first five minutes, I just like to giggle and I think it's a wonderful way to uh, to get to know people and to just be vulnerable without you know, being so serious. <laughs> sometimes going out to dinner is great to break the ice and sometimes shagging someone is a great way to break the ice it really before you go out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> There's truly something for everybody and it, you know, it doesn't matter which way you do it as long as you're communicating with your provider about the direction that you'd like to go in. So if you'd like to start in the bedroom, all you have to do is ask. Talking about awkward though, we did have a, a dinner date we had a doubles dinner date recently, so I actually joined you and a client out to dinner um, <laughs> and it was my first booking back since <laughs> lockdown and it was really awkward for a whole, it was lovely, but it was also super it was awkward great. for a whole load of reasons. <laughs> uh, neither Georgie nor I had uh, had very much to eat and I think with everyone stuck in lockdown, all of our alcohol tolerance oh, had totally disappeared. So we got halfway <laughs> through a jug of sangria oh. and the giggles started. <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have gone for the jug, but, you know, of course you're going to get the jug and oh, not totally. the glass. And yeah. the other problem was that I decided to wear heels, you know, first job back since not lockdown. Really. Special occasion. So, of course, I was going to wear the six-inch heels. But the, <laughs> the restaurant that uh, we decided to meet at was up a bluestone cobbled alleyway, <laughs> which is really hard to walk on in heels. And it's also really hard to walk back down on in heels when you're drunk. Yes. So yes. I had a lot of trouble getting out of there afterwards. <laughs> when I decided I was so drunk that I needed to leave, um, oh, I, I barely made it to the actual street to call my Uber. To be honest, listeners, Georgie, she did super well and there was a, a huge incline where the, where the restaurant seating area was and she was trying to navigate that in these massive heels. So I thought that the awkward giraffe legs was because of that, not because of the sangria. <laughs> not because of the sangria. But regardless, it was really, really nice um, it to was both lovely. see you and the client, and it was just yes. really nice to connect. And I think that's one of the nice things about sharing a meal with yeah. someone, whether it's someone new or someone that you've known for a while, having to mm -hmm. have, get to have that conversation, you know, without any pressure. Yeah, and like a big part of what I do personally is it revolves around connection. I really enjoy just spending quality time with other people and really learning about them on a doesn't have to be too deep a level, but you know, a more intimate level than what uh, sex can usually provide, I think. Um, so it's just really beautiful to be able to just have this relaxed time where we can have a glass of sangria stumble down some cobblestone streets and enjoy a good time together. Twist our ankle a bit. It's fine. It was well <laughs> oh, worth no. it. <laughs> I oh, think no. you've, you've kind of 
answered the, the next question I had for you anyway, really. And in, in what's what's really the value of a, a dinner date or an overnight or a longer booking? Because I do get a lot of questions from clients um, and emails and messages asking, well, like, you know, why would I pay that much for, uh, you know, for a session that's uh, that's heaps longer when maybe I still only might get to have sex once? Like, you know, they're so expensive. Why would I do that? And I guess it's hard to explain if you've never had a dinner date why you would pay sure. so much more just to hang out, you know. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's, it all depends on what kind of experience you're looking for. If you are someone who really values taking things slowly and letting letting the date evolve and progress naturally, then the dinner date or perhaps an overnight is better for you. But if you're looking for a, a short, fun experience that is equally valid and equally fun um, and a lot cheaper for you, but that that extra intimacy, the extra time, it you know it does need to be compensated for. So dinner mm. dates tend to be more expensive. I think maybe sometimes people feel like the sexy stuff is more valuable than the just hanging mm. out time, that they should be paying more for the sex stuff mm. and less for the talking as though talking is easier. But actually yes. <laughs> they're both pretty intense, like connecting emotionally with someone is pretty intense and having sex it with is. someone is pretty intense. Like I don't really see much of a difference in terms of the effort that I'd put yes. in. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine today who has has recently started working in a strip club and we were just uh, c- comparing the ways that our respective jobs make us feel tired and I said, well, I actually really admire what you do because there's, there's such a, a physical output and a physical demand and she was saying, well, I, I would really struggle to connect on the deep and emotional level that you do with your with all of your clients and support them in, in those sorts of ways. And I think that's, A, you know, the beauty of sex work is that there is something out there for everyone. And if you are someone who prefers that emotional connection and exchange, then, you know, conversing over a dinner date is a beautiful option for you. Absolutely. And it really just does... It depends on the person, right? I think everyone's really, really different. Does. I could totally imagine that there are people out there who who just don't see the appeal of, mm. of spending that time talking, who just aren't as into connection Definitely. as we are. Like, you know, people are different. Yeah. There's not one way to do things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's one of the, um, the the wonderful things, again, about sex work is that we do have those options for both providers and clients. And I know that there are clients out there who kind of scoff at the idea of, you know, paying for time rather than paying for sexual services. But I think the majority out there just are looking for someone that they can connect with and that's really lovely. And you're going to have a much greater chance of connecting some- with someone in the bedroom if you've taken a bit of time getting to know them first, whether it's 15 minutes having a glass of wine together when you meet them or whether it's spending two hours out to dinner. And, of course, I think that the two hours out to dinner can really work wonders. For sure, for sure. Actually, that um, 15 minutes over a glass of wine idea is incredible and it's something that I considered a couple of years ago. I've actually got a a rate structure that allows us to have a glass of wine downstairs in your hotel or maybe around the corner for an hour before we perhaps retire just to ease any nerves and, and ensure that everyone's feeling good because it can be nerve-wracking to just jump straight into the deep end. As fun and sexy as it might be for some people, it can actually be 
confusing and awkward and anxiety-inducing for others. And it can feel a bit weird too because we're used to um, dating in the classic Mm. sense where you do actually hang out with someone a bit before you get sexy. Not many of us are good at just leaping on someone and getting sexy when we don't know them and making it work. Now that is a skill and there is a certain joy in that. If you're into things like swinging, if you like having one-night stands and things like that, then maybe, Mm. um, you know, it is fun to meet someone immediately connect with them and then tear each other's clothes off but it's pretty uh, you know you need to be pretty confident whereas I find a lot of people prefer to have that really slow start where they can build confidence and make sure the other person's into them and you know get the energy happening rather than just trying to make it happen all at once definitely sometimes I have to catch myself and I'm reminded of just how normalized you know jumping straight into bed with someone is for me as a sex worker and as a yes a a sexual person right um yeah, yeah. it is like a that. lot of fun, but, yeah, not a, not everyone is like that. It's good to be reminded because, yeah, I've done the, the leaping into bed with people thing too and it's really nice just to be reminded that everyone's different. Some people need for a really sure. slow kind of burn to get in the yeah. mood and some people are happy to just and go for it. And, again, no judgment, right? No, that's that's right. And I think that's what makes the, the dinner date in particular such an amazing option for new potential new clients or people who are new to the industry is, you know, they would not have had exposure to jumping straight into bed with right. someone. And that can be that can be quite confronting. It's kind of advanced. You know, if you're it is a bit advanced. And if you're seeing an escort for the first time, you know, that can still be yeah, pretty nerve-wracking on top of then having to perform the second that you get inside. Like, no, it's much nicer to just ease into it, I think. So maybe I'm wrong in saying that dinner dates and overnights are the more advanced option. Uh, maybe maybe <laughs> just meeting someone for a quickie is the more advanced option that's more challenging and actually having a longer booking is a bit easier for a lot of potentially, people. Potentially. Potentially. I mean, the, Again, we, we can't ignore the fact that these particular bookings are a lot more expensive um, than your wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, exciting, sexy bookings. This is true. Uh, so in, if we're going to talk about advancement, then sure, I guess that's that's a consideration that needs to, to be made. Um, but it is a style of booking that I would recommend to first-timers or couples or, or people who enjoy taking it slow. I can see why maybe clients might want to spend a shorter time with someone to make sure they get along before investing that amount of money certainly, in a really long session. Yeah. And certainly I know some workers who won't do overnights with new clients who will only do them with people they know. And, and before we talk about that, we haven't actually talked about what an overnight is, so we should probably oh. do that too. <laughs> We've talked about dinner dates, so longer sessions, four hours, six hours. Everyone's different, right, in the length of dinner mm-hmm. date they prefer. But what about overnights? Yes. What's that for you? What's the amount of time and when do you normally kind of start and finish what, yeah, what yeah. So my definition of an overnight is quite flexible. I know people who have a very rigid structure, but I like to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So they tend to be anywhere between, say, like 12 to 15 hours. We're incorporating, you know, seven hours of sleep. Uh, we might meet at around six or seven in the evening, mm-hmm. have a nice dinner together, and then we can retire for dessert and maybe something sexy. And you know, we go to bed and we wake up and do coffee and breakfast together and maybe another romp and off I go on my merry way. Breakfast in wow. bed with someone you've yeah. actually slept next to. Like that's a lovely thing yeah. and that's a very hard thing to get happening uh, if you're not it in a relationship. Is. So this is, a, this is a nice is. way to experience that, right? 
Definitely, definitely. And, you know, so many of my clients who enjoy overnight say that it really, it really is the joy of waking up next to someone or going to sleep next to someone that they, that they like. But it's not all fun and games, right? It is a long no. time to be spending with someone. <laughs> there are things that can go wrong or things that maybe yes. could make things awkward or difficult. What's your experience with that? Do you ever find that <laughs> Uh, you know, do you ever find yourself on an overnight with someone you've just met where you don't click and it's awkward or do you ever, you know, do things ever start to feel a bit off? What, you know, how does that work? Oh, there is nothing worse than being stuck in a, you know, 15 hour long booking with someone that you just don't gel with. And I think I I have achieved a certain level of confidence within myself where I can say, look, I'm, I'm very sorry, this isn't working. I think we need to wrap things up here. Um but, you know, we need to acknowledge that maybe not everyone would feel comfortable being in that position. So they can be quite intense bookings um, if they're not something that you have done before. Does it happen very often? Client. Do you often not, have a longer booking with a client and then realise that you just don't get along? Not always. It can be really nice to have a dinner date or even a couple of hours worth of a long booking before you jump into spending that much time mm -hmm. together. Um, I think it's really normal that people turn into gremlins after extended periods of social contact. So. We're no longer on our best behaviour and that goes for me too, right? After four or five hours, you're going to see yeah. a little bit more of my, uh, you know, my less good behaviour kind of self. Than, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But, um, yeah, it's, it can be challenging to sort of rain in the uh, the morning grumps oh. <laughs> so that, that is something to be mindful of and another thing to be raining in and being mindful of is wandering hands during sleeping oh let's talk that about is, that that's a yeah. good thing to be aware of <laughs> yes it is a good thing to be aware of um many clients have pulled this one on me and it's it staggers me every single time I just want to say that I cannot consent while I'm sleeping. Mm. And, you know, I, I know that the term sex worker it has all the information that you need in the name, um, but we do need to actively consent. So Every time, Jerry, not just yeah. at the beginning of the session, but for every time that you have sex when you're hanging out with someone, right? Exactly, exactly. And sharing an overnight booking is really lovely and really intimate and, you might find that you have a, a really natural chemistry with clients, but that natural chemistry and, and perhaps intuition that comes along with that shouldn't negate actually getting consent. So we don't be, we don't go waking people up with wandering hands while they're sleeping. I think if you're looking for maybe a midnight romp or some morning sex, we could communicate first and then set an alarm and actually, you know, discuss having that experience. Because many times I've been, I've woken up to hands where they shouldn't be and it's actually been quite frightening. <laughs> well, I, I kind of feel like maybe people sort of slide into, you know, the relationship kind of zone where, mm. you know, if you're having a relationship with someone and you're sleeping in bed next to them, you might know them well enough that you can start mm -hmm. making out in the night. Although, to be honest, even if I'm in a relationship with someone, I still like would like them to communicate with me rather than just yeah. sleeping on me in the night if I'm asleep because, yeah, that could be a bit freaky um, if I'm sleeping yeah. and someone starts something and I can't consent. So it's actually, Definitely. this is an issue for everyone. It's not like if you're in a relationship, Definitely. you can just go for it. But because it's a sex work, you have to ask. You kind of have to ask yeah. everyone, right? But Definitely. I understand people, a lot of people aren't used to the idea that 
that they do need to ask every time and particularly that idea of being in bed with someone and just sort of naturally mm. having passionate sex without having to talk about it is this kind of fantasy that we know in real oh, life. Oh, it's the dream, right? right? It doesn't work out <laughs> very well. It never works out as well in real life as it might sound on the page. That's you know? it, exactly. Life isn't exactly. a romance novel, unfortunately. We do need to kind of use our words a bit. Yeah, communication is just such an important skill both inside and out of the bedroom and I think that you uh, referring to uh, your words earlier about dinner dates being an advanced booking, I think overnights are quite an advanced booking. You really yeah. do need to have an established relationship um, between the, the client and the sex worker before agreeing to spending this sort mm. of time together just because the exchange of vulnerability um, can be quite intense. There's a lot of trust and, and you might get there is quite a lot close of trust. to that person because you're with them for such a long time. Definitely, definitely. So there's there's financial considerations, there's emotional and physical considerations, and I, I don't mean to talk anyone out of it. And it, it is a really enjoyable time, but I think that the boundaries need to be very clear um, and well understood on both sides before jumping straight in. And there's some etiquette things that might not occur to clients too, like, you know, your worker needs a certain number of hours of sleep and often they'll specify yeah. that. Um, when you book, but then it's really important that you do keep an eye on the clock and get to bed at the right time so that you can wake up in the morning and have fun because if they don't get a good yes. night's sleep, you're not getting good sex in the morning. <laughs> no, and I, I should say that, you know, morning sex is never guaranteed. If I need to leave by a certain time and you're still snoozing mm -hmm. and I've tried to wake you, then I'm, unfortunately I'm not going to be able to extend my, my leaving time because you weren't awake to have a morning romp. So My favourite type of clients yeah. <laughs> are the ones who will get up at about 7 in the morning for a little sneaky um, toothbrush sort of adventure, mm, a bit of a tooth clean, mm -hmm. and then hop back into bed. And then when we've both woken <laughs> up, then we start making out and they taste minty fresh and it's lovely. So that kind of planning, where they'll That's actually gorgeous. just sneak off and freshen up. But because, of course, morning sex, when you've got bad breath and your hair's messed up and your makeup's been rubbed <laughs> off, there's a certain charm to it. But we still want to, you know, look after our personal hygiene and that kind of thing. And there is, yeah. I mean, I... I I always try to give the authentic girlfriend experience, but even then I still have uh, hygiene standards. <laughs> I'll tend to get up and do a bit of a tooth, a little bit of a toothbrush or a shower and that sort of thing too. Yeah, yeah. I like a little zhuzh in the morning. <laughs> Is there anything else in terms of uh, longer booking etiquette that m clients might not know if they're thinking of trying this for the first time? Oh, um Anything they should ask or anything where you both need to negotiate, such as where you stay or where you eat dinner, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think it's really important to be very clear on, yes, where you are staying and where you're going to dinner. Many people like to start their evening by meeting at a restaurant, so it's important that you're both on the same page with where you're going to be turning up. If they're vegan, um, you're in trouble if you haven't checked in first. So yes. That's the kind of thing that can happen, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Something that uh, I sh I'm in the naughty corner. I, I need to update my website, but I have had this on my website in the past, a, um, a reference list of uh, restaurants that I like to visit in each city. Excellent. I find can be very helpful for establishing where to go. Mm -hmm. um, it sometimes helps when the provider is able to organize everything and then just say to the client yep let's keep it real easy here's where we'll meet and here's where we'll go afterwards mm. um but in, in any case those needs to be established beforehand 
who's going to where you're going to go who will do the planning who will do the booking whether it's the client yeah. or the worker where you're staying yes. whether it's an in call or out call depending on the state mm-hmm. um the laws are different in different parts of Australia as to whether whether those whether you could visit the escort at their place or whether you need to book a hotel yes. or that kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, if for example you might want to introduce another worker during the sexy time, you need to be mindful of of whether threesomes or doubles bookings rather are legal in that state. Yes. Um, so they, you know, overnights are playing the game on hard mode, but they're definitely worthwhile and worth the investment. So if you can book a book two ladies or two workers for a double in the bedroom, what do we call what we did the other day where I just turned up for dinner <laughs> and then left so that you two could have sexy time? Would that like a, a double, like a, th- a dinner threesome? Is that what we call it? Yeah. Oh, I did a threesome. I like it. But, a so- social three-way? Social three-way. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> as sexy as it was. It was just so lovely, such a great vibe. We were really vibing. It was beautiful. Lockdown had just ended and I think the three of us were a little bit socially deprived, which it is was. a funny thing to say about three introverts. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you get after COVID, right? Exactly, exactly. So it was just gorgeous to be able to sit down, take our time, eat tacos, have um, churros, <laughs> and mm. drink sangria with a couple of really beautiful people. I think a social three-way is one of my favourite ways to hang out with the people um, that I really enjoy. So, yeah. 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 A regular three-way is also just, just uh, you know, just putting that out there. But a social three-way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like almost hits all the right spots, all the same spots. That's it. <laughs> I feel like I have um, – I feel, like, I feel like I've spoken down about overnights a fair bit and I just wanted to clarify that they really are amazing ways to spend time together. Mm. There are just a lot of considerations that have to be made and I've seen many clients jump in headfirst into overnight bookings when they probably, you know, weren't prepared mm-hmm. or in, as informed as what they could be. A bit out of their depth. Or a bit out of their depth. You know, perhaps they, they might have um, enjoyed a, a dinner date more. What advice would you give if a client was considering an overnight or they were fantasizing about that experience of getting having someone sleep over? Um, mm. What would you advise them to do when approaching a worker? What sort of conversation do they need to have? Look, I would certainly, when, when approaching a worker, I would certainly be honest and say that's what you're looking for. Uh, just in case the the worker that you are approaching does not provide overnights to new time uh, first-time clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it may also be beneficial to start with a dinner date just to see how the connection is and pr- um, progress from there so you can extend your booking lengths over time, perhaps organise for them to come in first thing of the morning. Um, Ooh, early morning yeah. date. There you go. And hop early into bed morning, with you. That could be a it. thing. I once had a, a gentleman leave um, a key card for his hotel room with reception under my alias, Alice Gray. Mm-hmm. I was able to pick up the card and sneak into his room while he was waking and we had a really nice time. Uh, so there are, there are multiple ways that you can go about it. I just think that for newcomers, overnights, potentially jumping into the deep end, you know, let's start with dinner. Walk, walk <laughs> before you could run, do a dinner date and then yeah. see whether you might like an overnight or just get someone to sneak into your bed at 7 a.m. for an hour. Exactly, Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so... Um, I guess I'm kind of curious. Can you tell mm. us a story about your favorite 
One of your favorite dates, one of your favorite dinner dates or overnights, what's something fun you've done with a client or a place you've really gone to that really just um, you really enjoyed or someone whose company you really enjoyed? You know, I, all of my, all my meal dates are wonderful and I, oh gosh, sorry, I'm having multiple ideas come to mind. (laughs) Uh, because of the because of the lockdown restrictions causing many restaurants to close, in 2020, my dinner dates and my lunch dates and such moved into the bedroom, and they became what I like to call bed picnics. Oh, <laughs> Where, I love a good bedroom picnic. Yes, yes, they're fantastic, and you know they work well for the discreet client as well. Um, but no, it was wonderful. We would order Uber Eats and we would sit on the couch and wait for them to arrive. And, you know, there's a little bit of smogging and some catch up on the couch while you're waiting for your food. And, you know, then you can really sort of cuddle and chill and it's beautiful. Um, but, uh, an actual proper restaurant dinner date that springs to mind. We went to Nobu in Crown Casino, oh, which yes. was absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I, so, oh, I don't like taking advantage of people. So when when someone hands me a menu and says, Alice, you get to pick any, you know, whatever you want, I am like a deer in headlights. You don't shout and the I don't, lobster. No, I, I do not. In fact, I look for the cheapest thing and I go, oh, my God, I need to order that. Um, but this this beautiful gentleman reassured me that everything was fine and so I, I got the cod, which is my all-time favourite oh. Nobu dish. And we had this wine that I really loved and, this beautiful, very civilized, very well-behaved experience. We had a lovely conversation, and on leaving, we got to the lifts and probably ripped each other's clothes off. It was amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> like, this person—I I don't know who this person became. They were the most gorgeous, well-presented, polite gentleman, and then became this really sensual sexual creature the second we disappeared behind closed doors it was amazing to see the transformation that's my favorite kind of person polite quiet yep. and well mannered in public <laughs> and total like you know sex tiger in the yes. bedroom yeah <laughs> I, I remember sort of um cuddling after and both of us just looking at each other going where did that come what from just happened <laughs> it must have been all that like sexy cod eating over dinner that's just, it yeah <laughs> they say that um oysters are an aphrodisiac but clearly it, that extends to clearly it's food, the cod right, right? <laughs> <laughs> clearly it's the miso cod <laughs> do you ever get clients inviting you to unusual activities or unusual places on your longer dates and is that a thing you encourage or do you tend to like to stick to the nice restaurant hotel room kind of formula no I honestly as long as my client is respectful and polite and as long as the location is safe I'm happy if you're happy I have stayed at the Ibis budget I have eaten at grilled with my clients it. it really doesn't matter to me. Let's go get cheeseburgers. I don't care. Meet me where you are. I don't judge. I went I to shortstop for a donut with someone once. It was great. Yes, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> that's so so good. I've also done some things like gone to a theatre, gone to theatre shows with people. Yeah. Once I went to see yeah. Robbie Williams, which was actually oh, really so cool. good. It was actually he was really good. I really enjoyed it. That's great. One of my favourites, um, I went to see Green Day. With oh, so jealous. 
So 16-year-old Alice was a fangirl. I had massive posters. Uh-huh. I had dyed my fringe red, oh, just I like Trey Cool. So <laughs> your inner child was very happy. Oh, my my inner child, my inner adolescent, she was stoked. <laughs> so that was great. But, yeah, no, I've been to the ballet. I've gone to the, the theatre. Um, I've seen films. It really, mm. I just want to spend time with you. Yep, and there are so many ways that we yeah. can hang out and share interests Absolutely. or discover new yeah. things. There's a lot of possibility. A friend of mine went to a, uh, a it wasn't a gin tasting class. It was um, where you blend your own botanicals and then you make your own gin together. Then she and her client really enjoyed that. And I think oh. that, you know, if you're a little bit of a, a, a gin appreciator or a, a booze fanatic, um, that's a really special way to to spend time together and you get to take home a little keepsake at the end. Right. Although if I'd worn the heels, I probably would have had the same problem as I did with the sangria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will tell yes. you, you know, mm. th- there's something that I did with a client right before the last lockdown. It was half social and half sexy play date. Mm. And the social date was spending a couple of hours building Lego. Oh, that's cool. We unpacked. That's really cool. We unpacked Lego. It was Wally. It was Wally Lego. And he'd actually mm-hmm. bought two sets. He bought one for himself and one for me so that we could, um, so that we both got to take something home. So Aww. I got to take home Wally as Lego. And it was really <laughs> awesome. And it was also really fun because we had to kind of negotiate together to find the right pieces and work out how to put yeah. it together. So we ended up actually bonding in a really interesting way That's that we, we wouldn't have just over dinner. That's gorgeous. Oh man, while we're reminiscing, I um oh what are they? I'm sorry, I'm having a, a mental blank. They're not go karts. They're um, well, I guess maybe they are go karts. Yeah, no, they are. It's yeah, it's go kart racing. I was thinking of you went go kart racing. I went go kart racing. Shit. And yeah, my beautiful client and I got to race each other around the track. And I, so if you. If you don't know me, friends, I don't drive. I'm hopeless. I suck at directions. <laughs> I suck at navigating. You just, it's not a good but look. But how are you behind the wheel of a go-kart? <laughs> I did okay. You did okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> my client lapped me, oh, I think seven or eight times oh, the no. last time that we went. But they were so gracious about it. And I'd actually improved on you know, the time that we'd, we'd gone previously. So they were, they were so supportive and I thought, yes, this is great. This is the type of support I need in my life. I'm a grandma. Oh, no. I think it would go the other way for me. I'm quite competitive. So I might whip oh. their ass and that might not be a good look just to lap your client <laughs> six or seven times and then lord it over them at dinner. That's not, that's no, not going to make great. you popular. <laughs> It's really good. It's really, really good. And um, one beautiful gentleman absolutely thrashed me at Guitar Hero and then roast me over dinner afterwards and it was quite fun. (laughs) I would love a PlayStation date with someone. And, in fact, I know there are workers who do this. I know I think Lucy B, who is Mm -hmm. a self-declared incredible nerd worker, (laughs) does does some gaming dates, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, though, if Mm. I've gotten it wrong. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. I think they have done previously, but yeah. I couldn't tell you now. Yeah, I think, or they used to. But that's that's my idea of fun, right? Just spending yeah. Uber Eats and spending a couple of hours playing Mario Kart with a client. That would be so much fun as long as they didn't mind me kicking their ass. Oh, yeah. No, I am much better at Mario Kart and I am just so competitive. We will have to, we'll have to put that to the test sometime. 
We sure will. <laughs> <laughs> I will kick your butt. Yeah, yeah, okay. That that could be a good um, social three-way right there. There you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now you're cooking with gas. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing all your amazing stories. It's so nice to hear about you having fun and it's so nice to know that, you know, now that we are out of lockdown, we can go out and start having this fun again and that there are so many possibilities, you know. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to uh, talk a little bit of uh, of crap on your beautiful podcast and to share some of the stories that bring me joy because these are fabulous memories of mine that I, I wish I got to share more often. Look, I'm all about the talking crap, but honestly, um, I've loved hearing what you have to say and I think it's just really lovely the way you talk about your experiences and your clients. Um, yeah, Thank you for sharing it with me. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. If you want to become an expert sex work client, head on over to the website for more articles, your questions answered, and exclusive member-only content. The address is www.satisfactionproject.com.